And good morning. Welcome to worship and please be seated. It is wonderful to see all of you here and those of you online, wonderful to see you as well. And friends, the peace of Christ be with you all. And let us greet one another. Good morning, kiddos. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. And let us gather in a moment of prayer. Holy and loving God, we thank you and we praise you and we ask that you pour your Holy Spirit upon us as we gather to worship you this morning. Bless us with your power and bless us with your spirit. Through Christ our Lord we pray. Amen. All right, now before we begin our children's moment, I have a special slide that I want to show you guys. Uh, do you want to turn around and look at that right there? Does anybody know what that picture is? It's a picture that one of our kids drew, and we happen to have that kid right here. Hey, Ashley, you want to stand up for us? Look, there's Ashley. So here's what happened. This is a really big deal. The UCC did this climate cards photo contest, and then they divided it into age categories. So there was a winner for under six, there was a winner for like six to nine, and then each of the categories. So there were only five winners overall. There was one overall winner as well. There were only five winners out of all this. There were over 335 churches that participated. And for under six, Ashley won the award. 
So good job. And then they're going to send her prize here. It's going to be a bunch of books about how we can take care of the earth, the earth that God has given us and wonderful things. And we're so proud of you. Good job. And we're proud of all of you guys. There was such amazing artwork out there. And so good job. I know a lot of you submitted your pictures and we're proud of you all. All right. And now it's time for a children's moment. Who's ready for a children's moment? Anybody? Yes? Okay. Now, does anybody think that you guys have school tomorrow? Do you think you have school tomorrow? No. no. Why do you not have school tomorrow? Yes. Why don't you have school tomorrow? Because it's Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Tomorrow is Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Now, do you know that Martin Luther King Jr., he was a pastor and he was a civil rights leader. And he worked so hard to try to get everybody to love and to respect one another so that there could be equality, so that people could have equal chances regardless of what they looked like or the color of their skin or anything like that. He was a really important man in our country. Yeah. Yeah, to his church. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah, and he was a pastor because he loved God so much. And because of his love for God, that's how he set off to help to make changes in this world because he wanted to make this world a better place. Now, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., he worked to make sure everybody just loved each other regardless of the color of their skin. So I think that this is one of my favorite books to remind us of how important it is that we love one another and that we honor even though we look differently. We have different different color hair, different colored skin. We have different things about us and, and we're born in all different ways that we love one another and that we understand that God has created us all wonderfully and all equally. And so we're going to read this book that I've read to you guys before, but I think it's such an important book and I think it's a good book for you guys to read as we get ready for Martin Luther King Day. So this book is called One Special Me. And I'll read it and then I'll show you all the pictures and it does some cool things. My skin is kind of pale. I have brown freckles too. I know God made me wonderfully the same way he made you. I love my light brown skin. It shows off my bright clothes. I feel so very special from my head down to my toes. Who likes to hang out by the pool? Anybody here like these two kiddos? Uh-huh. Sometimes my eyes look green, and other days they're blue. I use them to help others see the good things they can do. Oh, yeah, they do look green or blue. My eyes are big and brown. They're good for spotting stars. And when I wear my glasses, I can almost see to Mars. Whew. When God created me, he gave me thick black hair. I wear it braided with some beads when I go anywhere. Yes, it is really wild. That is just my hair. It makes me who I am, though it may stick out here and there. I like his spiky hair there. <laughs> I think after my, or I take after my brother. God made me tall and thin, but though we look alike, I'm really nothing like my twin. They have different styles. God loves me very much. He gave me a small nose. It's great for smelling dinner, yummy cookies, or a rose. Ooh, something happens here. Oh, look at that. Hey, cookies. Something else. Fun. My mouth is filled with teeth. Who's got teeth? You guys got teeth? Any missing teeth? I love missing teeth. 
Uh, some wiggle and fall out. New ones will take their place, so I smile and never pout. God gave me hands to serve. Who has hands? You have hands? Are your hands made to serve, to help others? I think that they are. And arms to hug real tight when others need some help. I always do what's right. Look at that. Do you guys, I'm going to read this page again. Yeah? Ooh, oh, this one, the missing teeth. Let's check those out. Doo, 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 doo. Ooh, more teeth, and then they fall out. Cool. But do you realize that God made us all to serve and to help others? That's why I love this page the most. I'm going to read it one more time because I think it's so important. God gave me hands to serve. Show me your hands. And arms to hug real tight when others need help. I always try to do what right. what's right. That's what we can do for Martin Luther King Jr. Day. We can always do what's right. That's the best way to honor him. We're none of us the same, but one thing's very true. We're special because God loves us, and guess what? You're special too. And this says, I'm special, and then this is a psalm over here. I praise you because you made me an amazing and wonderful way. That is such a good book because it's wonderful that we realize that we are all different, and God made us all wonderfully and all beautifully. And so let's stand up and let's say our prayer. <clears throat> Come over here, guys. Let's stand and say a prayer. Holy and loving God, we thank you and we praise you and we ask that you pour your Holy Spirit upon these kids. Bless these kids and keep them safe and bless them so that they can use their hands to serve. Through Christ our Lord, we pray. Amen. And you can go off to Sunday school. Go, my children, with my blessing, never alone. Waking, sleeping, I am with you, you are my own. In my love's baptismal river, I have made you mine forever. Go, my children, with my blessing, you And now for announcements. If anybody has any announcements, you can come forward at this time. I'm just going to let you know that you're going to notice we still have our Christmas decorations up. But by the way, it's still the season of Epiphany, so that is completely still all right. Uh, but we still have our Christmas decorations up. Uh, this Sunday is not going to be a good Sunday to undecorate because we have bells that have to practice in between services. And I don't know if undecorate is a word, by the way. Um, and then we also have a kind of an important football game that's at 1 o'clock that you guys, you know, the second service might want to rush off to. And so we're not going to do anything this week. But next week, in between services, if you want to hang out and help out at all, take some things down while you're eating your cookies and drinking your coffee, and then some other people can stay after services, we would love for any help that we can get. Good morning. Good morning. I'm just going to talk a minute about the mission team. It's a new year, and we have a new schedule, and I just kind of wanted to update people. So the mission team consists of Debbie Grine and Sue Clark and then myself, Sue House. And Edie Bauer is our liaison with the consistory. And so I just want to say we were, had a very successful Christmas project with the ARC of Erie County. 
It was 18 children that we helped, and these are our special needs children, and I know because of your help, they had a Merry Christmas. So I thank you all for who made a difference in these children's lives. And also Gay Meltretter, she's not here today. She was collecting gift cards for the Plymouth Crossroads, and this is an organization that we do like to help. They help the homeless teens, and that project was also very successful. I was gonna get how many she delivered to the Plymouth Crossroads, but again, she's not here. And also, most of you know, I've been collecting calendars, the wall size ones for the VA hospital. That too has been very successful. Tony Fuller has been a big help and he's taken over two batches already. And I have a whole bunch that I'm gonna be taking over in the morning. But if you still have them coming in, don't let that dissuade you, they can always use them. There's a box out in the narthex under the coat rack to collect those. And then our next project coming up for February, and but they're starting now, is the Valentines for Vets. That's been an ongoing project, and Sunday School here at Zion has been making those for years and years. And they start today, and every Sunday they'll be making a few of the Valentines. Anyone who's crafty out there that feels like a homemade Valentine, feel free to contribute, and I'll be taking those over on Sunday the 12th, so they'll be ready for the 14th for the Valentine's Day for the veterans. Thank you. Wonderful. And now let's join our hearts and minds together as we pray for peace. Holy and loving God, we light this candle, Lord, and we pray for peace. We pray for peace that surpasses all human understanding. We pray for peace in our lives. We pray for peace in our community. We pray for peace in this world. May we feel your peace and may our hands be instruments of your peace in this world. Through Christ our Lord we pray. Amen. Lord, prepare me to be a sanctuary, pure and holy, tried and true, with thanksgiving, I'll be a living sanctuary. Um, before I do the litany this morning, I would like to use this moment to encourage others to please sign up to be lector. I didn't sign up for this morning, but I never mind pitching in, but you might get tired of seeing me. So if anybody else, again, it's really easy. You can do it. Sign up online, ask pastor. You know, this isn't, isn't really too hard to do. And if you make a mistake, you're in church. We're kind of in the forgiveness business. So there's no pressure or anything like that. So please sign up anytime be nice somebody else, different face. Sometimes it's Doug and I, they, you, get, you probably get tired of us. So please encourage you to sign up. Okay, now we can join in the, the opening litany. We live in a world with too many tragic events. I refuse to believe we are unable to influence the events around us. 
We live in a world where people are harmed by racism and injustice. We live in a world where people see each other as others. We live in a world of brokenness. We live in a world of violence and oppression. We live in a world where there is hatred. Say that. 
just keep thinking about how important it is that that last verse, you know, pour out my heart to say that I'm thankful. How often do we need to just pause and say that we're thankful? There was this Christmas song that I would hear all the time on my Christian Christmas Spotify playlist that I was listening to. And in this one part of the song, it slows down and the singer pauses to talk about how I guess there was some neurological study and they figured out that our brains cannot have both gratitude and anxiety going like in charge of us at the same time. So if we struggle with anxiety, of course, there's many wonderful things we can do through therapy and everything, but that if we're taking time to be grateful, if we're taking time to thank God for all that God does in our life, if we are taking time for a moment of gratitude, then in that time of gratitude, the anxiety gets pushed aside because gratitude and anxiety cannot exist in our brains at the same exact time as that lead focus of us. Of course, I don't know how scientific this is. It's from a song. And however, she said that it came from from some neurological study that they had done. But I want us to think about how important it is that we take time to be thankful. As that verse just called out, we need to be thankful. We need times of gratitude. It is so important for our emotional well-being. Nothing to do with today's scripture or sermon, but I wanted to share that with you today. So now we're going to read from the, Apostles Paul, the Apostle Paul's letter to the his first letter to the Corinthians. This is the church in Corinth. And of course, we know 1 Corinthians because of 1 Corinthians chapter 13. If you are here a lot, as many of you are in church, then you also know that 1 Corinthians gets a little spicy and dicey as well. And so we're going to read the beginning of Paul's letter to the Corinthians as he foreshadows what he's going to talk about a lot in, in the two main focuses that he wants to make. And so we are going to read the first 11 verses. I think it says more in your uh, bulletins, but we are only going to read the first 11 verses. So if you are ready to hear the word of the Lord, will you please say amen? amen. Starting with chapter 1, verse 1. Paul, called to be an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God and our brother Sosthenes, to the church of God that is in Corinth and to those who are sanctified in Christ Jesus, called to be saints together with those who in every place call on the name of our Lord Jesus, both their Lord and ours. Grace to you and peace from God, our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I give thanks to my God always because of your grace and because of the grace that God has been given to you in Christ Jesus. For in every way you have been enriched in him in speech and knowledge of every kind, just as the testimony of Christ has been strengthened among you so that you are not lacking in any spiritual gifts as you wait for the revealing of our Lord Jesus Christ. He will also strengthen you to the end so that you may be blameless on the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is faithful. By him you were called into the fellowship of his son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Now I appeal to you, brothers and sisters, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that all of you be in agreement and that there be no divisions among you, but that you be united in the same mind and the same purpose. For it has been reported to me that Chloe's people, that there are quarrels among you, my brothers and sisters. And we are going to stop there. And so, friends, the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God.
about you guys, but I love that song, and you two did such an amazing job singing it, so thank you both. And let's join in a moment of prayer. Holy and loving God, we thank you and we praise you for allowing us to be here to, to worship you, and Lord, we ask that you pour your Holy Spirit upon us. Bless us with your spirit and with your power. Bless the words of our mouths and the thoughts of our minds, so that all that we do and all that we say can be holy and acceptable to you, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Through Christ our Lord we pray. Amen. Now the Apostle Paul began his letter to the church in Corinth with two key messages, and these are two key messages that will flow throughout the theme of the letter. So if you're not super familiar with the letter, then, then it might not uh, you know, speak out to you too much, but there are two key messages that the Apostle Paul begins in this opening statement that he has, and the first message that he has is that we have all been given spiritual gifts. Every single one of us has been given spiritual gifts, and I'm trying to look at every single one of you out there because I'm telling you every single one of us, point to yourself, you know, say me, every single one of us has been given spiritual gifts, and he wants everyone to know that, that our job now that when, once we know that we have a spiritual gift is to figure out how to use that gift not for our own good, but how to use that gift to bless others until the day that either Christ returns or we return to the kingdom of heaven. And the second message that he has is that we are called to unity. Another truly important message that the Apostle Paul is always trying to get across. Now, the other day I was on a Zoom call with some pastors, including Pastor James Giles. You might not recognize his name, but you're going to know one one of the organizations that he started. He started the Buffalo Peacemakers, a wonderful organization that we have. He also started Back to Basics Ministries and a whole bunch of other things. He's a really awesome, wonderful man. And so I was on a Zoom call with him, and while he was talking, he mentioned that when tragedy strikes, it has a tendency to bring people together. Even when, when tragedy strikes, it, it's terrible when tragedy strikes, but when tragedy strikes, the good thing about it is it has a tendency to bring people together. But he said that outside of tragedy, we have a tendency to see other people as others. We notice our differences immediately, and then so often we focus on those differences. We notice that there's a difference between me and you, and instead of seeing all of the many similarities, we focus on those differences, and then those differences have a tendency to divide us. And he said that when tragedy takes place, only really it seems like when tragedy takes place, but when tragedy takes place, we're willing to see ourselves as we see others. When tragedy strikes, we no longer pay attention to the differences that we have. We no longer focuses on the, focus on the differences between our race and our religion, but we see that all of us are beloved children of God. 
When tragedy strikes, we no longer focus on the worth of another person to determine whether or not we help them, but we just want to do everything and anything that we can to help as many people as possible. When tragedy strikes, we rally around each other in prayer and goodwill because we would want someone to do the same thing for us. And on this Zoom call, Pastor Giles said that we need to start to see others as we see ourselves, even when tragedy doesn't strike. Think about it. We know so much about tragedy within this last year. We see how tragedy can bring us together. We need to learn how to come together even when tragedy doesn't strike. Just imagine if everyone, not just churches, because churches are really good at this, but if everyone cared about making sure that, that everybody, no matter where they lived, had the food that they needed to fill their bellies. Imagine if everyone did that even when tragedy doesn't strike. Imagine if everyone cared about people having a warm, safe place to sleep even when tragedy doesn't strike. Imagine if, if we lifted each other in prayer and we joined together to hold hands and to be together and to pray together even when tragedy doesn't strike. Imagine how wonderful it would be if we started seeing others as we see ourselves. Wouldn't that be wonderful and glorious? It would be magnificent, wouldn't it? The kingdom of heaven would be here on earth. If we were willing to see others at, and to see the dignity and the sacred worth in others the same way that we see it within ourselves. But let's go back to what the Apostle Paul said. So the Apostle Paul said in the start of his letter that we all have spiritual gifts. So point to yourself again. Be like, I have a spiritual gift, okay? A lot of times we'll be like, well, the pastor, she's got spiritual gifts. I'm not the only one with spiritual gifts here. I promise you, every single one of us has spiritual gifts. Some of our gifts might be more spiritual than others. Some of our gifts might be more practical than others. Everybody might not need to know all the details in my brain about the Bible. They might not need to know my, all of my spiritual gifts, but, but they might need some of your practical gifts because let's face it, many of you might have more practical gifts than I do. And so we all have gifts and somehow we're supposed to take all of these gifts, whether they seem spiritual or not, they all, they all are spiritual and we need to figure out how to use those gifts to bless others. I was listening to the news the other day and Mark Johnson, who maybe that name pops up to you, if you've been on that Buffalo Blizzard Facebook group, have you guys been on that? If you're on that, you've seen some of the names come up again and again. Well, Mark Johnson, he's one of those guys that's been helping a lot of people since the blizzard and he continues to do it. He continues to deliver baby items, baby food, diapers, and any items that people need. He, he continues to do this even since the blizzard and he continues to help people. And so he was on one of the national news networks the other day and he was interviewed on that news network and, and at the end of it they ask why he continues to do that and, you know what inspires him to continue to do this and he just looked at you know at the camera and he said it's God's will it's God's will that I help other people 
It's God's will that I do what I can to help those in need. It's God's will that I use all of my means as possible in order to make sure that people are helped. It's God's will to make sure that he is using his hands and his feet to bless other people. And I was watching this interview and I had no idea that this man was going to mention God at all. And then he did and in such a powerful way. He's not saying that the blizzard was God's will, not that at all, but he's saying that his, his job to go out and to help people, it's God's will in his life. It's what God wants him to do. Talk about putting your spiritual gifts to work, finding out what gift you have and putting that gift to work. Or let's talk about Damar Hamlin again. I mean, you know, it's another Buffalo Bills Sunday. Let's talk about Damar Hamlin. I don't know. I'm not usually a Twitter person. For me, I have no interest in Twitter whatsoever. But for the first time ever, I was on Twitter on Sunday or during the game. Was the game on? I think that was on Sunday, right? When they played the pass. And so I was sitting there with my phone and I had Twitter open only for the interest of following along with Damar Hamlin's tweets during the football game. I wanted to hear everything that he had to say. And it was fun watching his tweets go by as, as the game was going on. And I thought it was so interesting. But one of his, one of my favorite tweets that he made is when they figured out that that first touchdown was the first time in three years and, and three months, and his tweet immediately was, God behind all this. No coincidences. And then he put the number three. Damar was sitting in a hospital bed, and he had realized that, you know, tragedy had struck him, and yet he knew that even though tragedy struck him, that that tragedy was uniting everyone together. I'm going to tell you right after the game, I had one of my friends who, of course, I have a lot of friends that are Pats fans, so I had one of my friends who's a Pats fan, and he was texting me, and he's like, you know what, of course we didn't want to lose this game, but if we're going to lose the game to anybody, they're like, we wanted it to be the Buffalo Bills. If we were going to lose the game to anyone, we wanted it to be the Buffalo Bills. And Damar Hamlin, he realized that even though tragedy struck him, it was bringing people together, and he used that gift, and he use that platform to bring attention to the fact that God is in all of this. The goodness that comes out of tragedy, God is in all of this. And then thanks to Lori, I watched Josh Allen's interview. I had only seen like the part of it, so I watched the whole thing. And Josh Allen, he was interviewed after one of the games or practices or something, and they asked him about something, and, and he just looked at the camera and he said, God is real. God is real. Look at all this evidence that God is real. Some of our spiritual gifts help people in life-saving ways. Like Mark Johnson, he has done such a wonderful job at helping people in life-saving ways since the blizzard. Some of our spiritual gifts inspire faith in others, like Damar Hamlin has been doing. Some of our spiritual gifts create awesome ministries, like Pastor Giles and the Buffalo Peacemakers. But all of our uh, spiritual gifts, no matter how large or small they are, are meant to bless other people until Christ returns or until our life here on earth comes to an end. And when we learn to see ourselves and others, as Pastor Giles said, regardless of race or religion, regardless of socioeconomic status or political identity, when we learn to see ourselves in others and we use our spiritual gifts to bless others, heaven on earth just might become 
a reality. Because here's the little secret. As followers of Christ, it's not our goal just to wait until we get to heaven. That's not what we're supposed to be doing. We're not supposed to just be waiting until we get to heaven. But it's also our job to use our spiritual gifts to help to bring the kingdom of heaven to earth. To help to usher the kingdom of heaven here on earth. Now, sorry, this is a little bit longer, but we've got to talk about a couple more things. Now, I want us to think about tomorrow. Tomorrow, we all get the day off, which is wonderful. I hope we get more snow tonight because I really plan on skiing all day long with my kids. I'm not going not gonna to lie. That's my plan for the day off. It's my plan to be on that mountain with my kiddos and skiing all day. So I really hope we get more snow because there wasn't much out there yesterday. But we all get the day off tomorrow, and it's not just some fun day. This is actually like a, a day that really, I mean, has a purpose. Sometimes we have days off, and, and we're not really sure why we have them off. But this one, we know why we have this off. Tomorrow we have the day off in order to honor Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr., and I just wanted us to think about some things that he said and, of course, his most famous speech. So he said a lot of amazing things. But I just want us to think about what he said in his I Have a Dream speech. He said, I have a dream that my four little children will one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. We still have work to do, friends. He said, I have a dream that one day every valley shall be exalted and every hill and mountain shall be made low and the rough places will be made plain and the crooked places will be made straight and the glory of the Lord shall be revealed and all flesh shall see it together. The dream that, that Martin had there can come closer to a reality if we start to listen to what Pastor Giles said. Go back for just a second. If we start to listen to what Pastor Giles said, and if we start to see others as we see ourselves, even when tragedy doesn't strike when we find that kind of unity, when we see others as we see ourselves, even when tragedy doesn't strike, that is how we usher in the kingdom of God. Because when we see others as we see ourselves, then we see the, the sacred worth in other people. If we see others how we see ourselves, then, then we can look at someone who might look differently from us or speak differently from us. Or vote differently from us. Or support a different football team than us. <laughs> and we can look at them. And we can see their sacred worth. Do you know what it means to see someone's sacred worth? It's to see them not as we see them. But to see them as God sees them. And it is so important that we learn how to see the sacred worth in others and when we start to see others as we see ourselves even when tragedy doesn't strike that is how we see the sacred worth in others and that is how we have that unity that the apostle paul is talking about when the apostle paul is talking about unity he's not saying that we all need to fully assimilate into everything he's just saying that we need to be of the same mind we need to know what's important we need to love one another and have see the dignity and sacred worth inside each and every single one of us so just imagine if we use our spiritual gifts to help others and to bless others, even when tragedy doesn't strike. And I think Buffalo can take a break from tragedy for a little while. 
Imagine if we can see the dignity and sacred worth in others, even when tragedy doesn't strike. That is how we can usher in the kingdom of heaven here on earth. There are two things that the Apostle Paul tells us that we can do. We can use our spiritual gifts to bless others, and we can find meaningful unity. Those are the two things that we do. And and friends, when we do those two things, we usher in the kingdom of God. And it's not our job just to wait until we get to the kingdom of heaven. It's also our job to usher in the kingdom of heaven here on earth. And this is how we do it. And let's join in a moment of prayer. Holy and loving God, We thank you and we praise you. Lord, we thank you that we have been able to learn from tragedies that have struck us, that have struck too close to home. We thank you that we have been able to learn from those tragedies and that those tragedies have brought us closer to you. But Lord, I ask and I pray and I beg that you help us to learn from this so not only when tragedy strikes, but at all times, we can be blessings to one another. We can see the goodness in one another. And we can do all that we can do to help to usher in the kingdom of heaven. Bless us so that we can be your hands and your feet in this world. And together we pray the prayer that Jesus taught us, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Let us now worship God with our morning tithes and offerings.
and let us pray together. Gracious God, may this act of giving transform our hearts and our minds. May you bless these gifts and use them to do your will. Through Christ we pray. Amen. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, O oh my soul, worship His holy name. Sing like never before, O oh my soul, worship Your holy The sun comes up, it's a new day dawning, it's time to sing your song again, whatever may pass and whatever lies before me, let me be singing when the You're rich in love and you're slow to anger. Your name is great and your heart is kind. And for all your goodness, I will keep on singing. Ten thousand reasons for my heart to find. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. Worship His holy name. Sing like never before. Oh, my soul, worship Your holy name. And on that day when my strength is failing, the end draws near and my time has come. So we'll sing your praise unending. Ten thousand reasons and forevermore. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, oh my soul. Worship His holy name. Sing like never before. go forth with the love of Christ. Go forth with your gifts, blessing others. Go forth, be blessed, and be a blessing to all. <laughs>